Hey, looks like we're already at episode two of season nine of the Simplify and Multiply show. And today, I'm so excited. I have Pia Silva. And yes, she is back. So I had her as a guest back in season two, which was about dealing with fears and unknowns in business. And I love having Pia on these seasons where the theme is around how we think about things, you know, mindset, all that good stuff. And this conversation is so rich and focused on what is bravery? You know, how do we be more of ourselves and give ourselves permission to do that? Because, you know, that's what I'm so into right now in this season. So I want to welcome back my dear friend, Pia Silva. If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply Show, hosted by award-winning creative, business development expert, and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply Show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur. Hey there, Solo. I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. Welcome, Pia, back to the Simplify and Multiply show. It is so awesome to see you again. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing great, Terry. I'm so happy to be here with you again. Yeah, I know. I just had to bring you back for this particular season because I loved what you brought back in season two around dealing with fears and unknowns in business. And you spoke a lot about mindset, about making logical decisions versus emotional. And this season's all about bravely making your business 1,000% you. And what I mean by that is it takes a solopreneur a lot of courage to, as I often say about myself, come out from behind the curtain and show what they're really passionate about, what they're really up to, their approach, everything. And in your book, Badass Your Brand, you talk about productizing services. So it's got a businessy approach. However, there's so much of what you're teaching in that book that is about infusing what you are your approach, your passion, your what unique things you see as far as the gaps in business or the gaps in who you serve and how you're fixing it. And so I really wanted to just kind of start and just chewing on this topic with you. And you can, you know, feel free to talk about, you know, like what what you've experienced in your business, because I'll share about what I, the journey I've been on as well, which is why this subject is so important to me. And I know there's a lot of solopreneurs out there that are also struggling with that because it's hard for us to have objectivity about our value and appreciate it and project it because we don't want to come across as arrogant or braggadocious or so into ourselves that we're more worried about what people think. So those are some of the things that I want to cover in this. So let's just start by you kind of giving back to me. What what do you think of when I say bravely making your business 1000% you. Yeah, I think that for me, at least, that probably means something different for everybody. Um, For me, it's about following my own ideas and intuition. And, you know, you you can't do it alone. None of us do it alone, right? We I inhale information. I, I love taking people's programs, like having coaches and consultants. I love reading business books. 
all of those things. But ultimately, it's my decision as the business owner which way I'm going to go. And um, it can be really scary to look at somebody's model, somebody who has been very successful, and only take parts of it and leave other pieces of it. And it's a struggle that I've been in. It's a, ch a challenging position I've been in many times where I wanted to go maybe in a different direction. It's a new direction. I look at what somebody is doing. I'm, I'm kind of studying them. And then I get to a point where I go, yeah, but that part doesn't sit well with me, or I don't really want to do that, or I don't like the way they're doing that. And now I have to make a decision. Am I going to follow my idea and what I want it to be like and risk right? This is the risk and risk it not working and go and then going, well, I didn't do it the way that the person who was successful did it. So maybe that's why. Um, or am I going to follow something and do something that's not really authentic to me and then also possibly not succeed <laughs> with it and then yeah. have done something inauthentic and not succeed? Um, or then, of course, there's the possibility that you do what they did and you do succeed, um, which I've actually found is is never true you know you can't just copy what somebody does you can only take the lessons from them and then do it your own way that's the only way it's going to work so for me a thousand percent you is about just um it's not that you want to completely ignore what other people are saying obviously there's so much value out there to learn from but ultimately just taking ownership of the fact that it's your decision. You have to have the North Star. You have to go with your gut and intuition and you have to go with it with uh, a thousand percent of your energy. Because if you just dip your toe in and you only, you're, you're authentic just a little bit, or you just put a little bit of your personality, it's not really going to work. It's really about the full commitment that is going to make following your gut and, and your North Star that's what's going to make it work. And, and that's just been the experience I've had over the last 10 something years doing this is every time I've really gone for it and said, F it, I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm going to go all the way with my thing. Um, <laughs> that has been the times I've had the most success. And every time I've been too scared to do that or, um, or not trusted myself, that's when I've kind of just, ha what's the, what's the phrase? Hemmed and hawed, yeah. <laughs> not, and not really, um, you know, maybe have a little bit of success, but not really done something truly special that I can be really proud of. And that also gets me the success that I want. You hit on something really powerful for me because I'm kind of addressing that right now in my own business. Because, you know, as solopreneurs, we are responsible for our revenue, our income, our client base, all of that. And that's always job one. It's like, if you're going to be in business, you got to get business. <laughs> you got to do good work and you got to, you know, keep the machine going. And I've, I've had such an interesting 15-year journey being a solopreneur, and there's been ups and downs and ups and downs. And I find that what you said about, you know, when you've kind of had that hesitation and, you know, just like kind of like second-guessing yourself, and, and that's when things really haven't panned out or they've had mediocre success. I so relate to that. Mm. And so what I'd love for you to do is – Talk more about what was different about each of those states of mind or choices or propulsion that actually enabled you to go full on with something that you felt jazzed about and you were like, screw it. I don't care what you think. I'm just going to go with what my gut says, what I'm super excited about, and I'm going to create it and make it happen with the success of that. And then talk about the other side where it's been like, okay, well, this this person over here is doing it this way. I'm going to try that because they look successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
You know, if I think back, it's it's actually it's a bit of a roller coaster and I kind of go back and forth and you know, this might just be my own personal way that I have to learn things or like the way that I evolve. Right. But whenever I'm trying something new, I you know, I start by learning about it, right? I start by maybe I read somebody's book or I take somebody's course or I or follow somebody um, and I kind of look at how they're doing it. And in that beginning part, and this might even just be how it should evolve, right? Like even when I teach people how to do this stuff, at first I'm like, just do it the way I'm saying. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> listen to me, like don't, don't, don't deviate. And I'm, and even when I'm saying that, I'm not saying do that forever. I'm saying mm. do it my way first because that, you can kind of walk in my shoes, experience it, and then you can add your own personal piece to it and you can evolve it um, from a place of, of knowledge and experience. So in, in a similar way, I have gone through that process where I've gone all the way on somebody else's model, even things that I didn't quite feel great about. Mm. Um, and I really often have to kind of, I kind of have to do that and fail and then this is the the roller coaster part. And then there's always this section where I'm all distraught about how it's not working out the way I want. And luckily, I have a partner who's um, he he would go with his own gut no matter what to the moon, From never the listen to anybody. Right? Yeah. So then he comes in and he has to remind me, Pia, like you know more about this stuff than you think you do. You know, just because this area is new doesn't mean that you aren't bringing a ton of knowledge about it and kind of just has to remind me of those pieces. And then also say, Pia, like, the, the, like all of our success has always come from us shedding the idea that we have to do it the way other people do it and actually oh, following that. our own ideas. So I have to be constantly reminded of that because in the beginning of any new endeavor, I you're new again. Like, and I get into like, I get into freshman mode <laughs> when I start something new. And so, so that, and I've gone through that exact cycle dozens of times. I mean, in, in little ways and in very big ways. I've gone through that cycle over the course of a year, you know, and the, the, the part about it that is probably a little more unique to me is that I go all in. So, you know, I'm not just talking about following somebody's ideas. I'm talking about putting, you know, $50,000, $100,000 behind it and then failing and then, <laughs> and then getting out of it with my own ideas. So, you know, it doesn't have to always go like that, but it, but it is, um, but that is the process that I go through. So now that I'm saying, and I don't really think about this very often, but I, I wonder if um, it's just part of the process as opposed to like a lesson I have to keep learning. Like I can't learn that lesson or I can't remember that lesson again until I've gotten to a certain point in the experience of, of trying something new, um, if that makes any sense. It does. It does. And, and you're helping me get inspired with some ideas as well, because when I look at you know, as, as we're working through this conversation and this idea, for me, there's, I believe that it, every, all of that serves a purpose, meaning taking the courses, being a freshman, mm -hmm. all of those things, the process that we've decided works. And part of that is ingrained in our conditioning, just how we grew up in school. And we were always told to, you know, read the chapters, take the tests, do the, you know, the theorems and everything, and, and then be able to demonstrate that we've done all that, right? So a lot of that comes from just being trained, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, that's very true. you know, in, in a traditional sense. But also a lot of it is like we're teaching what we believe is the way to do something. And guess what? 
it's not necessarily the right fit for us. So I think a lot of this, and right now we are just in an era uh, of, of the marketplace and just how our, you know, online marketing and just marketing in general um, is all about teaching what we need to learn, but also there's so much out there information-wise. Everybody's got a course, everybody's got a membership, everybody has a webinar, everybody's got videos on YouTube. I mean, it's like info overload. And sifting through to find the right program that's going to teach you something, going in, <clears throat> excuse me, going in with that attitude is, is kind of how we always operate, right? We don't really think about how we're going to, so we're obviously trying to fix a problem. We go in and we take the, okay, I need a course. I need a coach. I need, a, I need to join this club. I need to be in this Facebook group because I'm going to learn these things and then I'll be able to bring that into my business and do it. And you've really hit on something amazing here because it's like, just because someone else has done it and they're using it to profit in their business, which is fine. I mean, that's kind of what we're all doing in some form. Um, doesn't necessarily mean it's a fit for us. But in what you just shared, it's like life is a big pinball machine and we're banging up against bells and bumpers and paddles and things that light up and things that give us points because we need that to stay in the game. We need the influence and the inspiration from others around us, whether we're deepening into a program, we're going to spend five days with Tony Robbins and jump up and down and yell and not be able to hear for a week, or we're going to a retreat in Bali, um, you know, to do a writing comp, whatever it is that we need to feed that creative engine. Mm. And I think that's really where all of it is. And that's why I love what you said about your partner and how he's just kind of like naturally that way. He's like, this is how I see it. I don't need any other input. <laughs> this is just, he would it's never like he's noticing something missing out there and he <laughs> wants to deal with it. Yeah, he would never, he would never on his own take a course, hire a coach, any of those <laughs> things, right? So I'm lucky to have that pulling me. And I, I love, that's it. I think that's a perfect summary of it. And I also, um, I, I think that illustration of the pinball, it's like, we need to be taking these steps and having these experiences and being like, I, I love, I always tell people, you know, I would invest in almost anything. I've invested in lots of things that, that don't work, that, that haven't quote worked still, still totally worth the investment. You know, I yeah, learned so much from everything that I invest in, um, positive and negative. There's always yeah, and what so not much. to do right again, yeah, <laughs> what not to do or what not to do again, or uh, watching other people and just saying, Oh, wow, I don't like anything about this. And you know, that's helpful for me as I go into this space. Like, I don't want to do it that way. Um, even, even, uh, just realizing, Oh, wow. Like people will charge you this amount of money and deliver that little, uh, of the goods and and that even helps me because it makes me realize mm -hmm. oh you know it gives me some perspective on what i am delivering to and that's helpful so i just feel like there's you know if you're open to it um the world is is there to give you all kinds of lessons so that's why to your point you keep exposing yourself because it built it, it fuels that creativity and that's what we really need we really just need lots of inputs so that when we are doing something new we've got a lot of information to pull from and it's not all going to be in your frontal lobe it's going to be back you know deep inside some experience you had but that's what you're going to 
tapped on when you're doing something new. So that's what I'm always looking to. I just want to like fill my library with with cool stuff so that when I'm doing a new project, I've got a lot of things to pull from. Yeah, that makes sense. And I want to go back to talking about, you know, being brave and such. And one of the things that I also thought of as I was listening to you was what we get exposed to, like if we see somebody doing a certain thing on their Instagram account, Mm -hmm. or we see someone do a live launch on Facebook and we're like, oh, that's really cool. And so we're watching, you know, we're watching and like having the little, you know, the, (laughs) like the little meters going, yeah, like that. And then, ooh, that was not a great experience or, oh, I, why did they do that? Or it seems like they skipped something or, you know, so we're constantly in evaluation mode as we're experiencing that and trying to solve, you know, interpret that and solve that, you know, our problem. But what's interesting is we don't really know what the real story is behind all of that display. We don't really know the problems that are behind that person or their company. We don't know if their actual program, once you give them your credit card, that you're going to have that big value or the little value, as you just mentioned. And so I think that knowing that these things are more sources of inspiration to develop what we want to provide and what we want to do is a better attitude or better outlook, I guess, to get the most value out of that because it's going to steer you as opposed to you copying what they're doing and just mimicking things because they're doing a great job marketing it to you. Yeah, that's that's so true. And um, yeah, it's a it's a more it's a I think it's just like more effective and efficient way of approaching it, right? Because then you can't lose. And I'm always looking for that way. Like, how do I set this up so that no matter what happens, it's a it's a positive effect. And, you know, when I hear people um, talk about, oh, I took that course, it didn't work. You know, it's like, to me, that's just somebody who hasn't really, they haven't gotten to the point in their business where they realize that things don't work. It's you, <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's like nothing is going to work. You have to make it work in everything. So you could do the exact same thing as somebody else and it will work for them and not for you. But that's not really the thing working. It's it's whether or not you're able to show up. And that's why the mindset piece is is everything. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I now wish I was really a mindset coach, because if you have your good mindset on, you can do anything. (laughs) Well, I think in many ways, you know, just to give you some mirroring here, I think you are. I think you do it through the tools that you teach and through the way you coach people because I've seen you in action and and I know that you're very much kind of like it's almost like you're you're unconsciously doing that and I think that that might be a better fit for you because you presenting yourself as a hey I'm a mindset coach that's just so not Pia yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) you broke the mold (laughs) I I appreciate that yeah no I mean it's 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 tough uh well because I've never been trained in any mindset stuff and not that you have to be I think there's some brilliant people out there who it's just a natural thing for them Um, I've done so much mindset work though that now these days and I wouldn't have said this you know five or six years ago these days whenever I'm tackling a tactical challenge I'm always looking at my mindset (laughs) it's like the mindset is what's going to help me actually tackle the tactical challenge um, mm. and and be effective in it because it's how do I show up to it when it doesn't work? What do I, what is my mind thinking? Like, how am I then reapproaching it? Am I reapproaching it? Am I throwing it out? Am I throwing the baby out with the bathwater? Like, these are mm. all things that are affected by how you feel about pursuing and, and, 
and then re-pursuing you know things that are not quite working and and that is the essence of entrepreneurship is like trying things and having a lot of them not work and then getting up and keeping going and so it's like that is the core anyway that was a tangent but yeah no it's <laughs> i like that and that's you know that's how you and i hang out we just yeah. kind of riff back and forth and get ideas and just respond and i love that type of a conversation and i want to also get back to talking about trust because i think a lot of what I've seen is many people go to the quote unquote experts or, you know, people who have these models and these frameworks and these courses and these how to's because they want, first of all, they want the best practice. They want an easy, you know, fix to the mm -hmm. problem. And that's why so many, and I know you have this problem too, when you get a lot of clients come in, uh, new, brand new clients come in and you're like, do you have a funded marketing strategy? And they're like, what's that? <laughs> Right. And it's it's really amazing that most people approach marketing just to talk about marketing specifically, very tactically. They don't approach it strategically. And when there's a skill that's missing and solopreneurs, we wear a lot of hats. You know, we got to do our own social. We got to do our own bookkeeping. We got to do our own sales. And then we got to deliver value to our clients, you know, until we start scaling. And, and if that's, you know, the soup du jour, <laughs> then we go that route. But getting back to trust, you know, when we when we take advantage of learning something from someone else and we take the approaches like this is the right way to do it, I have to do exactly what they're teaching, you know, because then I'll be successful, right? And then it falls on the reliability of the application. Like, are they being in action? Are they showing up the things that you were saying? And when I think when people do that and they don't take the steps you were mentioning earlier about realizing like, you know, I'm not okay with this part, or, you know, that doesn't really fit my audience, or I really like to do this this way, or I want to drop that and then add this. So they don't customize it because they don't trust themselves. They want a proven model. They want something that they know based on the great marketing that that seller did <laughs> is going to work. And then they get caught up in that. And then they're like, yeah, I'm with this person. I took their program and this is what I did. And they do. They wonder why it doesn't yield results. And there's so many factors. But I think a big one is trust and trusting that that's the right thing for you. So let's talk a little bit about how we trust. And as we're trying to fix problems and getting back to being 1000% you, a lot of that is trusting that you are the source of your creative engine. You are the source of the ideas and the solutions for your clients. Terry will be right back with the rest of the show in just a moment. If you'd like to stop doing what you don't want to do anymore and do more soul connecting work that only you can do, it's time to take action. Being more you is not just having a personal brand. It's also not showing everything you're doing every minute of every day for whoever will follow you. What today's more human marketplace wants is the real you. They want to be moved in ways they haven't been before. They want to get off the hamster wheel just like you do. They want to find easier solutions and a simpler way of doing things, of living their life and of running their business. Now, what I want to do for you is hold the vision for you to achieve more income doing work that lights you up. The world needs what you have and that only you can deliver. So let's get on a call and uncover what that is together. I want you to grab time on my calendar by going to pappychat.com and I will help you figure out how to bravely be 1000% you in your business. 
It is the singular thing that will grow your income because you'll be happy being yourself doing work you love. Go to P-A-P-P-Y-C-H-A-T dot com and make time for you to show up as 1000% you for your clients and your audience. I think that's maybe the underlying journey of building business too, is like building trust in yourself. I mean, now that I'm listening to you say that, you know, it's interesting because the, um, the whole format of learning from somebody, right? So somebody does something and it's successful and then they turn around and they teach a whole bunch of people how to do it. And, and something, it may have been successful for them once there are thousands of people doing it. Well, the, the whole audience is different now, right? I mean, I'm in my uh, current program, there is this section where I basically had to break it down and say, guys, you know, this is a part where I could tell you what to say, but then it would not work because it would be Mm. spam and template. And I'm anti-template because templates, you know, I, if I do it, if I write this thing right now that will work, it'll work if I do it. But then if a hundred other people do it, it's not going to work anymore because now it's the spammy template that everybody's getting. So it it actually came down to saying, you have to come up with this yourself. And I wish Mm -hmm. I could give you the answer. And I know you want an easy thing that you can cut and paste. And I know that's what people um, sell you is the idea. Yeah. And they buy it. (laughs) And they buy it. But I don't want you to cut and paste something because Mm. it won't be unique to you. And so this is where that trust comes in, where it's like you have to trust yourself that you can come up with something that is going to, quote, work. And you know what? It might not work the first time. So you have to trust yourself that you can do it enough to figure out what is going to work. But it has to come from you or else it will be the spammy templates that you don't want to be right? So that's kind of an inherent piece of it. So when I look at learning from other people, or even when I'm teaching these things, I'm always trying to give frameworks and the, and the kind of the thinking behind it and the reasoning behind it. And then saying, you have to make it your own. When you make it your own, that's when it's going to really work for you. Yeah. And, and it, this is why I love this because, and why I thought about the trust factor, because we we often don't, you know, we don't we don't trust that people will like us. So it's like, okay, so if you don't think you know how to make, you know, a graphic, like you're not creative at all, or you can't write, well, try it. <laughs> Put some crap out there. At least it's yours, right? And you never know, it could catch fire. I mean, believe me, I, I've seen some stuff that has been put out there that is you can tell that they're it's not that they're not trying it's like this ain't their skill set you know mm-hmm. what I mean <laughs> just ain't what they're good at but yet because you can f- still feel the passion you can still feel the the fun and the personality behind it you you kind of overlook that mm-hmm. and I think that's why so many I don't kind of, kind of like unintentional irreverent videos or stuff like that go viral mm-hmm. because they're just so natural and when the person's really just kind of being themselves or catching themselves in a human moment. And that's the joy of it. But the trust has to be there. So what are some of the things that you and I could maybe chew on that could help people trust their intuition, trust their capability, regardless of where it's at, right? Nobody's judging you. 
But in our minds, we think everybody's evaluating us because, like I said, we were trained as kids to constantly be graded, tested, you know, put in these boxes, trained on these things. And we keep that behavior going, that mindset, that thinking, that conditioning is creating who we are as adults in business. And I think that that's a huge detriment. And I would love to see people be more trusting of their creative process to allow themselves and give permission to be their Whatever that is, you know, whether it's crazy fun and irreverent or whether it's peaceful and zen-like and, you know, introspective or anything. Yeah. You know, this is actually um, with a different word. It's actually the topic of my TEDx talk (laughs) because my TEDx talk was all about – you know, how you have to just take leaps, like kind of blindly many times in order to build confidence. And to me, trust and confidence go hand in hand, right? It's like, the question is, is you could just, you could reframe it as how do I build confidence in myself? How do I trust Mm -hmm. myself? And to me, it just comes through action. So, you know, it's, it's hard to be yourself authentically on video (laughs) or put yourself out there because there's all these other um fears or um hesitations or you know that you that don't allow you to show up on camera Mm -hmm. the first time Mm -hmm. i mean i don't think anybody can show up on camera the first time and just be themselves naturally and that's fine um and the only way to get past that is to do it the only way to get past that is to um build that confidence in yourself by doing it over and over again facing that fear it's like exposure therapy really (laughs) doing the thing that is scary or doing the thing that you have some sort of hang up about and then uh and and lessening it so that you're that you can eventually become accustomed to it and then be yourself in in that way and then the other part of it is you know these are also skills. These are skills that need to be built. So the idea that you would do something once or try something for the first time and you would be super successful at it, um, you know, is is unfair to you because mm-hmm. that's not likely. Most most people in the world, the most you know, Olympic athletes, the most famous actors, like they didn't get up on a stage and like give their Oscar winning performance. (laughs) They put a lot of time and effort into building those skills. So how do you build uh, trust in yourself and that kind of confidence? You, you do it over and over again and you practice. See, that's how you build self-esteem in something is, is by practicing it and building that skill. So, you know, I mean, it's like a much less woo woo, uh, approach, but it's, it's, more pragmatic, which is how I yeah, kind of approach all practical. things. It's like, okay, well, I'm just going to learn how to do this. Um, tons of things in my business that uh, I didn't, I was just telling somebody else that I'm coaching right now. Cause she goes, well, you know, can I, do I have to, or, or can I don't know how to build a website, but my clients need websites. Like, what should I do? You know, I was like, well, I didn't know how to build a website when we started our business either, <laughs> you know, and, and we didn't have to, but we realized that it was a really valuable thing that our clients needed that would make us more money, that would make us more effective, that would make them more successful. So we learned. Mm. You know, sometimes you you say, I don't know how to do that, but I'm going to learn it. Um, and when you do that with things that you don't know anything about, and that's a lesson I've had to learn many times, like even seeing something and we're realizing you can learn it. Like I started taking singing lessons a couple of years ago. And just for fun. And then as soon as I started taking it, I was like, oh my gosh, you can actually learn how to sing. I thought it was just a thing that people know how to do or don't know how to do. Wow, I've actually gotten better at singing. (laughs) That's incredible. What a lesson to learn. What else can I learn? Like I can learn anything. 
that's trust. You know, the trust that you actually could get better at anything is a, mm. is a level of confidence you can only build by getting, by constantly trying to get better at things. I love that. That's great. And, and you are, you are the quintessential learner and that's what makes you a good teacher as well. Because you know, and that's what I love about what, when you were talking about how you're telling your the people in your program, this is, you know, the anti-template, you know, this is where you get to be creative and you get to design it that way. And I, I know that when I get a little too, um, you know, like theoretical or teachy with my clients and they start showing the stubborn signs, you know, like the resistance, I know that I'm trying to impose something on them. I just get like over teachy, if mm -hmm. you will. Mm -hmm. And then I, I notice because of their reaction, I'm like, okay, hold on a second. I'm not letting them show up with what they want to bring to the table. So how can I reframe this where we can have a conversation about what they feel most drawn to, what they feel most intuitively, you know, lit up by and give them a stage to bring that out and take it from there, you know, let them own it because so much of that is owning it. And I think that also ties into when we take a program and it doesn't work is like, we're not owning it because it's not ours. There's not enough room for us to show up in our way. And a lot of programs that I've participated in are, you know, they cover different things, but they cover more about the reasons why you're not successful in the program, not necessarily why it's not working in your life or why you're not happy. And I wanted to just kind of like wrap up the conversation by talking about what is it that, and this is where I think trust can really come from, and this is where it's also most scary, mm. right? Because as solopreneurs, we get, I know I have had these moments in the past where it's been like, oh my God, if I do that, I'm going to lose clients. I won't have business. I won't have money. I'll have to live under a bridge kind of thing. I mean, I used to think that way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Because it was just me. I don't, yeah. you know, didn't have a husband to rely on or any other sources of yeah. income. It was like me, myself, and I. It still is, really. And um, But what's really interesting was when I started looking at this from like a thousand percent, it's like, Terry, how can you come from behind the curtain? Because I've always been a maker, always creating, always being the person to make everybody else look good, write the copy, do the design, strategies, everything. And then they go out and they, you know, fly their wings and they take off and they do great. And so it's like, well, no wonder I've been living in obscurity. You know, it's like I've had to, you know, really work hard at getting myself out there and in front of people so they can say, holy crap, you know, this is like somebody I really want to work with. And a lot of that is because I haven't given myself permission to show up as the real Terry and to be out there just being me, which is why I do the podcast, why I do my videos. You know, it's just I'm out there. And I'm just me. You know, I show up how I show up. But it's really interesting, Pia, because I still have that tendency to want to teach, to want to inspire, to want to give people permission to just kind of do it a certain way or whatever. And, you know, I feel like if I just showed up and was just kind of a goofball, <laughs> then I don't know if anybody would care. It's like I feel like, and this is a mindset I'm working through right now, I feel like I have to provide value mm -hmm. that just at the surface, I'm not interesting enough or worth someone spending time sitting in front of one of my videos or talking to me because they're not getting something out of it. And that's a really tough nut to crack as a solopreneur is to see yourself in such a way where it's a total package. It's not just, hey, I'm here to teach you this. See you. Have a nice day. 
you know, or sell you this so you have a nice day kind of thing versus like, hey, let's build a relationship. Let's kind of hold hands and journey this crazy path together for a while and see how it goes. So what are your thoughts on that from the standpoint of what you've been going through and how you've been shaping that in your life? Yeah, it's so interesting you lay it out there like that because I'm actually going through the same exact thing as I <laughs> go to the, as I am um, starting to show up on video a lot more recently. I mean, I've done I know and I love it. I've done a lot of video, <laughs> but I, but I kind of, it goes through cycles, right? Because you have to yeah. really, it's effort to be on video. It is, um, yeah. And, and Steve has been lecturing me on this exact thing because he's saying you always want to give value. You always want to show up and give value. And really, sometimes people just want to hear what you have to say. And you don't realize how valuable things that you say are. Because I'm constantly, mm. you know, what, behind the scenes, I'm constantly ranting to him. And he's like, that would be a video, Pia. And I'm like, well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Turn on the phone because I, I can't like manufacture that again on command like this is just me being so I, I'm a totally with you um, I think part of it is for me at least also comes from the fact that I'm super impatient with content online so mm. I'm not sitting there watching things all day and I'm watching everything at two speed and I'm like you know I just don't even look at the beginning of it I just like hop to the middle because I'm like, I know that they're not going to start the information in the beginning. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> I'm watching things like that because I'm like, I don't have time for this. Um, so I'm assuming that people are also watching <laughs> things like that. But that's yeah, not true. true. Not everyone is like that. Um, and not everybody ingests information like that. And certainly I don't watch things like that when it's the thing that I'm really, really interested in. You know, I don't flip through the books that I really and that are really well written and I am looking for all the details from. So uh, it's it's about, it's the way that, um, how do I put this? You know how a lot of people are scared to send emails because they say everybody sends emails. I don't wanna be one right. of those spammy emails. I always tell people, you're always gonna be a spammy email to someone, but you're not, who cares? It's not about being the spammy email to somebody. It's about the people who are so excited to get your emails. You're writing for them. And those are the only people you're writing for. So don't worry about who unsubscribes. Don't worry about the people who don't want to read it. Like literally they don't matter at all when it comes mm -mm. to your emails. And so the same for showing up on video. It's like if people are bored by what you're saying, then they're not your clients. That's not what f for you. I can't. There, there are people because I have seen people's videos where um, they're just talking about nothing, and I'm like, I can't believe people are watching <laughs> this, but people <laughs> love it because they're yeah. connecting with them, and so it's like that's just not my person. It's not that there's anything wrong with that video or that person. It's just that I'm not connecting with them, but somebody else is, right. and so we all have to remember that. You just need to be a, show up and be yourself to connect with the people who truly want to connect with you, and that's and your 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 best bet is to really be yourself in order to have that kind of connection. And that's and I love that. Thank you for all that because that's what I'm trying to unpack in this season and and in my own life this year, you know, just coming through and out of uh, the pandemic and everything. It's like, all right, so. I, I always like judge my own emotional meter. Mm -hmm. So like if I'm frustrated, I'm worried or whatever, some kind of negative emotion, I know that I'm not clicked in with 1000% Terry. I'm not letting myself be fully me. And I, I don't think a lot of people know how to do that. You know, when you just say, just be yourself, 
what does that mean? You know, does that mean that, you know, I pick my nose on camera? (laughs) Does that mean, you know, they don't know how it's so general and it's almost cliche, not to diminish what you just offered, but just to isolate it from the standpoint of like, how do you deal with that? And that's, that's why I'm kind of coming at it from this 1000% you, because it's so important as a solopreneur. I mean, why are we in business with our, for ourselves, right? We want the freedom. We want, you know, complete control over our destiny. We want to be able to do work we love and work with who we love, right? So all of those things are right embedded into being a solopreneur, someone who has their own business, regardless of how you run it or what you're doing. That's what it's really all about, right? Make an impact, have a diff, you know, have a difference, uh, in the world with what you're creating and what you're doing, whether it's one person or a thousand or a million. And so in doing that, you know, we kind of get in this rut of showing up, delivering that value. Like, here's what I'm doing in my business. I'm this, you know, and you get bucket, bucket, bucketized. <laughs> I'm making a word up. You yeah. get put in a bucket. And, you know, so then people start referring you that way. Like, it drives me crazy that people refer me as a marketer because I'm not a marketer. I'm a creative. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big difference. There's a big difference. Anyway, sorry, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> but what's, what's fascinating to me is that when I get those emotional loads, I know I'm not dialed in. And so what I, and this is why I think the first step in trust and being yourself and 1000%, all these things we're talking about is all about giving yourself permission to show up. Permission that you're not going to be judged. And even if you are, who gives a crap? And that it's going to enrich the experience of not only you in your own business and in your own life, but it's going to actually have a greater impact on those that are watching, those that are involved with you, those that are in relationship with you, whether it's way out there on the edge in an email list, or whether it's an actual client or even a family member or your BFF. And I think that when you're lit up by expressing who you are, that you're not feeling diminished, thwarted, you know, kind of stifled, that you're able to just kind of get out there and do your thing that that is where the real joy is in being a solopreneur. Because when you're doing stuff that you not only love and you're great at, but you're doing it with outward enthusiasm and you're displaying that, that's contagious for people. And people want to be around that because they want to feel that way. And so much of what we're seeing and hearing is all emotionally charged. It's all energy. So we want to bring that more that stuff into us. So that's why your point about, you know, just getting like Steve calling you out, like, that'd be a great video, you know, just kind of sharing what's there, like a rant or, you know, just a a worry or something you're super excited about or an idea or whatever, if you're vocalizing that and presenting that so other people can access it, since we're all pretty much our own, you know, we're publishers (laughs) of our own stuff then that is the change maker that you want to be as a business owner. And your business will, just like you were saying in the very beginning, your business will be super successful as a result. But it's so hard to trust that. It really, really is. Yeah. Yeah. And that what you just outlined is really, I mean, it's my motivation for all of this. You know, I mean, I'm a very um, self-motivated person, but in my own experience building this business, it's been the most fulfilling thing that I could do in my life, like for, for my own personal growth and experience. And, you know, uh, one of my business coaches once called, uh, 
his business, his personal growth gym. I could not agree more, right? The idea that, that that's what this is here for. It's it's just my gym to like work on myself because everything yeah. about a business is forcing you yeah, to I face yourself. I love that and, analogy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and I think that's so true. And, and you know, my big vision is this um, like solopreneur economy where all, where so many more people are able to be very successful and still keep it small because of all the uh, positive effects that it can have, uh, the ripple positive effects that it can have. Like I'm mm. super into the idea of just so many people um, working for themselves and thriving because yes. they're doing their own thing. And there's so much positive um, benefit to that as it relates to your family, your friends, your community, your, you know, a ability to buy local, support other small businesses, your ability to like show up for your kids an extra hour or two than you would if you were working, you know, to be happier, to be more fulfilled, to be a better role model for them that they should do their own things. I mean, geez, like just even one additional person being super successful on their own in their in their own right um, can have such a huge profound effect. So I came from, um, very briefly, like the nonprofit social entrepreneurship world. Mm -hmm. And I ended up here, but the, the um, underlying motivation and, and bigger idea and goals are exactly the same. I just found that as someone who's very pragmatic, I, I was like, this is a way better way to do that. <laughs> so I'm going to go <laughs> and better for me too. So I'm going to go in this direction instead of like trying to be top down, you know, from an organization or like a big company. Um, but it's for that exact reason. There's just so many um, tangible and intangible benefits to the greater good when there's lots of individuals like thriving on their thing. I just truly believe that. And it sounds like you do too. Yeah, absolutely. And and carving out our own journey to that yeah. <laughs> with permission and just allowing ourselves to show up and, and be <laughs> our 1000% ourselves. That's really the key. So this has been an amazing conversation. P, it's so wonderful to have you here and just to kind of riff back and forth and talk about things. And I love that we're both kind of, you know, uh, swimming in the same salmon stream, if you will, and going through this, a lot of the same things. And, and I just adore you and, and so happy you're here. Absolutely. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. This was unbelievably fun and a great way to start my Friday. <laughs> Thank you, Terry. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. You know, being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance, resources, and community to help drive your business vision. The great news is that's exactly what you'll get with Simplify and Multiply. You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up. Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. That's simplifyandmultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.